Here we go, turn it up now. You know it's about that time. Got lit times, good vibes for your drive. Release the stress, feeling your best. If you're ready to party, say yes. Carrie and Tommy about to go off. You can be confident that Carrie and Tommy are about to make your drive home way more fun. On the road, you can go with confidence thanks to Bridgestone Select Tire and Auto. Because just like Carrie and Tommy, tyres and car servicing go together. Bridgestone Select Tire and Auto. Go with confidence. Carrie Bickmore. And Tommy Little. This is Carrie and Tommy. Yes, it is. Welcome to it for your Thursday afternoon. How are we, guys? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I'm pretty good because there was only a few nights left of my um, my comedy show, Rapidly Aging F-Boy in Adelaide for The Fringe. Uh, Friday and Saturday are already gone, so I would love to see there either tonight or Sunday night are the last tickets available. Adelaideans, you beautiful people. Great. Do you have to be over 18 to go? No, it's um, parental guidance. I think you have to so be yes. over 15. <laughs> no, I had a 15-year-old in the show last night. And how did that Riley. feel for the mother of a 15-year-old? No, had a great time. Had a great... If you're a cool parent, you can bring your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on you. It's very educational. Mm. <laughs> hey, is, up next, mm. a friend of mine has stumbled upon some cash. And when I mean stumbled upon some cash, something, a little thing that he <laughs> bought could be worth so much money and it's something that all of us could do and it has excited me so much. Oh. I need to tell you all about it. We need to get involved in it next. Yeah. Carrie and Tommy. Valerie. Eric Pritz. <laughs> Call on me for your Thursday armor. It's Carrie What are you and going Tommy. no for? I don't think that's the word. I think the old song was Valerie. Mm, Call it's a different... me Valerie. Oh. How old? I don't know. It's on my Fleetwood Mac radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the original name of the song, Valerie. Anyway. I will, I'll back you in because, yeah. sure. Let's yeah. find that out. Anyway, you know how I, we, collectively, give web mm. guy Eli a lot of hassle for his addiction to Pokemon. Oh, yeah. In fact, we go I on work that trips. Song, yes. That song there, the gotta catch them all. I think it was Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Mock me all you like. Even when we went on work trips, remember, and we didn't we didn't have any. Um, he forgot to get data, yes. so he couldn't use his phone overseas, and he was in an absolute yes. flap. And we were like, "Of course, because he's our web guy. And he's got to film all of our content." He was in a flap because he couldn't catch Pokemon Go. That's why he was stressed. That's how much he, he, he was loved Pokemon. Re- he was restricted to catching Pokemon Go in hotel lobbies <laughs> that offered free Wi-Fi. <laughs> anyway. I think I've been mocking him, and I shouldn't have been all this time, because oh I've discovered something about Pokemon that I'm sure a lot of you listening will be like, uh, yeah, that's what's been going on for years. This blow yeah. my mind. So, guy um, at my local cafe I go to the other day, I was saying, mm-hmm. how's your weekend? And he was like, amazing, actually. I said, why? And he said he went to the shop to buy his daughter a pack of Pokemon cards, six bucks yeah. or something, got them home, and he was showing his brother the cards, and his brother goes, stop, stop them. Stop touching. Leave that one. Leave that one. Leave that one. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, put it somewhere where no one else can touch it. No one can bend it. No one can. That is worth so much money. And he's <sighs> thinking, okay, mate, a couple of hundred bucks. Yes. Mm. Is it a collector's edition? Is it? Yeah. Is it a Charizard? What is it? It is an Umbreon. 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 Oh. An Umbreon, oh, which means nothing to me. Has that sparked your interest? Umbreon is an evolution of Eevee. You know Eevee. Oh, I know Evie. My daughter. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to turn into an Umbreon. 
when she's about 15, she becomes What's an umbrella. Eevee? Eevee's a little fluffy the four-legged thing. Pokemon right. that evolves into multiple different ones. So Umbreon is its dark form. Oh. So he had an Umbreon. And then his brother said, you got to send, don't touch it. you got to send it off for valuation. He said to his brother, what do you mean? How much could it be worth? And his brother said to him, they talked to the valuer, it could be up to, depending on the damage to it, nothing's happened. He only got it out of the package. It could be up to $80,000. Whoa. For this Pokemon card that cost him six bucks. Apparently, there's only like what seventeen of them or something in the world. Or wow. there's a really why? Why are you saying wow? Don't you know this? <laughs> I thought I'd be telling you. I was going to ask you questions. <laughs> I, I haven't co- I haven't collected um, the Umbreon, so I haven't looked into it. But what is the you most know, expensive Pokemon well, card you've had? I, it was the Charizard, and I had mentioned this once on the show a while ago. I've still got all those cards, but I had left them in a compartment in the old home that I used to live in, and I'm too scared to go and get them or inform the current tenants. That's right, yeah. that they're there. Oh. So you I'm could just be sitting on a out. gold mine. Maybe I'll have a few Umbreons. You could have an Umbreons. <laughs> Umbreons. <laughs> we, Eli, so there's current tenants in that house. Yes. Should Wait, hold on. In? If you've got multiple of these, that could be worth more than the house. <laughs> like if they're 80 grand a pop. <laughs> oh I know, God, I, know I definitely had a Charizard, a shiny Charizard. I don't know what those Eli. words mean, but I, that sounds fun. Yep. Should we, should we break into this place? I reckon we should. <laughs> is there a way to somehow politely say there's something you've left behind that you want to get? And then roll down the balaclava and go, get out of my way, <laughs> gronks. So it's in the wardrobe, though, and it's under the bottom drawer. So I reckon they Don't describe would it. Be a Don't be... describe it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's re- a whole lot of people looking in wardrobes in the bottom drawers. Yeah, this Very was when I lived in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Well done. Anyway, I want to know from people when they've struck gold, a little something they had at home right. that they did not know was worth so much money. Now, there is a scale of what this Umbreon could be worth. It could be up to 80K. But either way, to start at $6 and end mm. with even 30K, which is what he's saying you might get for it, is amazing. What have yeah. you stumbled upon that's worth so much cash that you had no idea right. that you had lying around? Give us a call, 131060. Carrie and Tommy. Woo! Maroon 5 and Christina Aguilera, that is Moves Like Jagger for your Thursday afternoon, which means thank you or no thank you is coming up next. Um, did Ooh. we work out whether it is, in fact, Valerie? Oh, we did. Thank you. Thank you. Or Valerie. Okay. The Eric Pritz version. Is just call on me. Yeah, He's not into Valerie. Nah. Yeah, I like the old one. Oh. Of course, and the new one, because yeah. we play it here. Yeah. We've been yep. playing it for two decades. <laughs> oh, um, there's not a song we don't like, <laughs> ever. Right now, you've called us um, in the middle of, well, what appears to be Antiques Roadshow. It wasn't mm. the plan. Um, but I have asked for, what have you got lying around the house? The thing that you had, that you had no idea how much money it was worth. Because the guy I know bought a pack of Pokemon cards for his kids, six bucks or something. His brother said, oh my God, don't touch the... Umbrian or the Umbrian or whatever Umbrian. it is, it could yeah. be worth up to $80,000. He's currently having it valued. Because Marty. can you put on yeah. your old, old lady voice if you're going to do Antiques Roadshow? Shall I be English? At the end of the day, I think that is worth a lot of money. <laughs> there, that's, that's a perfect. real, a real little pot of gold you're sitting on there. It's pretty but, good. But what exactly, what exactly that's is better. it? Oh. I'm English, but not old enough, am I? 
You can go older, Gary. I don't know if just, I can. Just talk yeah. very slowly <laughs> and shaky. What Marty, did you buy? Marty, <laughs> what did you find around oh, your house? Marty. <laughs> I, I actually collect Pokemon and Magic Cards. Oh. oh. So... Um, is that Magic now, the Gathering, Marty? That is Magic the Gathering. So okay. I have, in Magic the Gathering, the most expensive cards are what we call the Power of Nine. I have four yeah. of that pieces. Oh, um, with my, With the one which is most beaten up, so I mean it's completely scratched and destroyed almost, and it's worth about $60,000. <gasps> so Marty, do they just increase in value? So there's no point you selling there's, them off now and getting a whole lot of cash? Yeah, so there's some things that magic, you know, they stop printing and these are on what they call a restricted list. So it means that they'll never, ever make them again. Now, when with your friend, Carrie, mm. with the Pokemon cards, the issue yeah. which you have is the cards is actually per set. So he might have like an Umbreon, but it might actually be the very cheap one because there are some Umbreons which are only worth like a dollar. Well, his brother uh, knows about Pokemon though and he's had a very close look at it. And cool. he said it's definitely like a limited edition one. And, and the other one is to make sure it's been bought from a, a decent Reputable place, right. Because Pokemon, mm. because it comes out of Asia, there's no copyright law in Asia. So there is a ton of fake Pokemon cards oh. out there that you've got to be very careful of. Okay. Good on you, Marty. Thank Why you. am I still doing the old man Keep voice. doing it. I like it. Do you want okay. to introduce our next guest? Stephen. Hello. Hello. You guys are hilarious. I love the old man voice. <laughs> oh, thank you, Stephen. Um, Stephen, would you like to have a go at an old man voice yourself? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> no, I can't. It's um, very vulnerable, Stephen. isn't it, Stephen? I find Stephen. it. It makes me uncomfortable doing it. Stephen, yeah, I can't. Stephen, I can't. What, have you, what have you brought along that's a bit valuable today? Um, so I actually have an Umbreon um, card that I that I bought. Yeah. I bought it from a lady in America um, when I was about 16 years old. So that was quite a while ago. And mm -hmm. I sent it off to get graded, um, like the evaluation that you said. And it got 10 mm -hmm. out of 10. It's one out of 60 in the world. Um, it was a first edition it Umbreon. It is worth, yeah. on a good day, around eighteen to $20,000. On a bad day, fourteen to $16,000. So the 80K oh. mark could be a bit high. <laughs> yeah, the eight, yeah, honestly, like like Marty was saying, um, the 80K mark is a very high, yeah. Right, right. Um, but for the card that I think you're talking about, you'd probably be looking at around like 2000 to 10000 depending on who's grading it. Still not bad for a $6 yeah, pack of yes. Pokemon. It's pretty you good. Could buy a and then, fair few games of Knuckles for that, Stephen. <laughs> you sure could. It was the oldest thing I could think of. <laughs> Knuckles and marbles? boiled lollies or marbles, Stephen. Stephen, do you ever play marbles? I have played marbles actually with my grandfather. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. quite an interesting got, game. Got it good. Well, say good day to yeah. him for me. Thanks, Stephen. It's uh, quite old chat. Quite an interesting game, <laughs> isn't it? Quite interesting, fascinating game. Leanne, who's got the big clinker? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got, Leanne, that's worth what? Well, hello. Oh, <laughs> Leanne. Leanne, you sound like a hot young thing. Oh, I'll be quick. I've been told to be quick. I had a Pokemon card. <laughs> oh, my God. Are our producers telling people to be quick? Were you told I'm to be quick? I'm too slow. <laughs> be quick. Uh, I have okay. a Pokemon. Well, I don't have any more, actually. I had a Pokemon card when my son, who's now 31, Mm -hmm. um, was six. He had a Pokemon phase and we had dozens. We moved when he was 11. 
I could not be bothered packing up his toy box. He left them oh, on the no. floor, so I threw out oh. dozens of them. The only oh, reason no. I know that he had this one, we took photos of him holding them, and apparently, yes, I know, it was worth $25,000. Oh, my God. And that, but wait, there's more. Um, oh. We bought him a Harry Potter book, the very first edition, when he was 11. The, oh, boy, no. the man in the bookstore said, keep this in mint condition one day it may be worth something i oh, used no. to take the cover off the hard mm. copy of the book and our oh, producers no. are shaking their heads because they wanted a quick going. story but it's this going. is good i'm into it leanne Sorry. so take your well, time take your time off and i stored it for years and i ended up selling it for two dollars in a garage sale a couple oh. of and it's worth forty thousand dollars know... oh. so, yeah. yeah. it's it's Heartbreaking to well, hear the main you know, it'd be thing. Worth it to, now, okay, Jesse, turn it. Uh, the main thing I learned from that, Gary, is that you know how Leanne's son, a story well told, if not a bit too long, you know how Leanne's son went through a Pokemon phase when he was six. Do you know our web guy, Eli, yes. is still going through his phase and he's nearly 40? Gary and Tommy. Will Smith getting jiggy with it for your Thursday afternoon because we are doing this. Thank you. No, thank you. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. When there's something in your life that you really like, you say thank you. Thank you. But if there's something going on that can take a hike, you say no thank you. No thank you. No thank you. Carrie and Tommy's thank you or no thank you. Carrie, this makes you very angry, but you still like doing it. I love doing it. Hmm. I love it. Yeah. it just, it's not think... that it makes me angry. I just don't know why you would call up for a segment you don't understand. That's all, you know? Yeah, but don't stop calling. Nah. Even if we you don't understand. You. You'll make the yeah. promo if you don't understand. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, on 131060, we'd love to hear from you. Guys, can I kick off? Yep. Yes. I've got a, um, a no thank you to vintage clothing. Because oh, I've, what's, what's I've come the, away. What's the definition of vintage and op shop? What like are they one the same goes to thing? charity. Op shops go to charity, and vintage is just overpriced old clothing, yes, pre worn clothing. Okay. See, you're on board. Right, and um, and I, so I forgot pants because I can't pack a bag, and I've come away to do some shows, and um, and so I went to the vintage shop and I found some vintage pants, and I thought <laughs> these are fun. Flares, and I'll wear what were these. they? Hey, no, nah, I just like black pants, just fun black pants. And then, of course, because they're essentially just old clothes, just before I was about to go on stage, I took a step up to get on stage and I heard a rip oh. and the crutch ripped in my vintage pants <laughs> and I had to perform my whole show with the audience staring at my crutch through my but pants. But hold on, the mm. jeans that you wore on stage for an entire year as your actual outfit when you were doing comedy last year had no crutch. Mm-hmm. No, my nuts nearly came out quite yes. often. So I don't think yes. you're that upset about it, are you? Okay. So thank mm. you, actually. Thank you. <laughs> How funny. Our producer just said for something to be known as vintage in the clothing industry, it has to be between 20 and 100 years old. Only 20 okay. years old is vintage. Isn't that half people's wardrobe? Guys, I think we are getting away from thank you <laughs> or no thank you. <laughs> People, give us a call. <laughs> Can I give you, you one? Things? I want to yes. say, I want to say a thank you to my mm-hmm. daughter Addie because she's at that age where she's saying things she doesn't quite understand, but it makes mm-hmm. very cute sentences. Like so what? at the moment, before everything she says, she says 
For instance, everything. <laughs> for instance, I'd like spaghetti. For instance, I'm for hungry. Instance, like for instance, can you come wipe my bottom? Yeah. For instance. <laughs> and it's bringing me a lot of joy. So yeah, awesome. thank you, Eddie. Give us a call, 131060. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. New stuff from Megan Trainer for your Thursday afternoon. That is Major Look. It's Carrie and Tommy, and we're doing the. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Wait, oh, so that you really like, you say thank you. Thank you. But if there's something going on that can take a hike, you say no thank you. No thank you. No thank you. Carrie and Tommy's thank you or no thank you. Who have we got? Sarah. What do you want to say thank you or no thank you with an F2? I would like to say no thank you. To the people that park or stop in the no stopping zone or bus zone. Yeah. Are you a bus driver, Sarah? I am a bus driver and it drives me nuts. Yes. Do you ever think they should just give bus buses monster truck wheels and you could crush the cars? A hundred percent. Big bull bus. Every single one of them. Yes. That's fine. I'd catch the bus more if they if there was a chance they would crush cars. Oh, I'd love to. I really would. Did you um, <laughs> overlook the little thing that happened at the beginning of that conversation? I thought I thought it was an F. I don't know. Just what did you think? Well, I thought it was wrong. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a bit of a tease. Sarah, did you say thank you or thank you? I said no, thank you. Good. Yeah. Good, Good on you, Sarah. Good, Sarah. I hope to catch the bus. Oh, no. She's <laughs> I couldn't talk. I know. Hope she to was catch gone. The I said, I hope to catch your bus one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sarah's hanging out for. Have you got a thank you or no thank you, Jesse? No, our audio guy, Jezza, has oh, one for Jezza. us today. Uh, I, I've got a no thank you and a thank you. I'd like to say a big thank you to cups of teas and biscuits in the afternoon. Nothing better. Gets you through the show. Um, delicious. Mm. But a big uh, no thank you to biscuit packaging. Because you know you had it's got the, like the plastic um, wrapper outside and then like the little yes. plastic tray on the mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. I neatly open one end of the biscuit packet, slide out the tray, get out two bickies, mm-hmm. and half the bicky packets won't. This tray won't slide back in. It yes. kind of. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Mm. And then you have to rip it too much more, and then it's not like. But even you wouldn't closed put it back it. in the packet because then they go stale. You need to put them in like a sealed container or a biscuit barrel. Oh. No one has time for that. But do you know what I mean? Like if it's a big packet, they're just going to go stale. Don't you buy, yeah. Are you having a family pack, Jez, or just a little single pack? No, just in terms, I feel like if you could slide the tray back in, the biscuits at the back of the tray, they, they're not going to stale quickly. Actually, in a Tim Tam, you know I've mean? never been there long enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't we pack? have, you know Pez dispensers? Mm. Yeah. Why don't we have them but for Bickies? Great idea. So you could have a fun little thing and you just pull the head back <laughs> on it and a biscuit pops out. Off you go. Go create it. I can't. Hayley, Hayley, what do you want to say thank you or no thank you to? I want to say no thank you to Beyonce. Oh I'm going to have to disagree oh with you, Kaylee. Someone's had a shot at the Queen. What's it? Why? What's she done to you, Kaylee? She's, on, on, she, she's done nothing to me. She's just, honestly, I find her voice really annoying and she's just not good at well, singing. Kaylee, oh you are not God. going to enjoy what song we have coming up next. <laughs> I will, though. Thank you, Jesse. I will. I will. <laughs> well, it is a safe space, Kaylee, and we take on board your thoughts. Disagree with I them, don't. but take them, board. <laughs> take them on board. Adam. Have a crack at the Queen. Adam, thank you or no thank you to what today? Look, thank you or no thank you to carpenters who can't level a floor for a tiler. 
Is it is it as annoying when people just can't say things properly as well? Does it get you at the same level as that, Adam? Well, look, I don't know about that, Mr. Little, but I'm mm. talking about a bloody floor <laughs> that I struggled yes. on mm. all day today to, to get yes. a nice, tidy finish. Is it a yes. floor or Thor? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kerry, he wouldn't Kerry, get that. I want to say that you've done very well. I remember meeting you about 20 years ago at Recreational Gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I went there for a moment. I remember and that. Yes, you were a cute little bogan back then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Gary and Tommy. Thank you, Beyonce. Uh, we enjoyed it. Our previous caller, Kaylee, was not into Beyonce. <laughs> Love Queen Bee. Um, it feels weird to say. Why? Yeah, it no. doesn't roll off my tongue. How about Yas Queen? Oh, Yas Queen Bee. Yas Queen. Can you give, Carrie, give us a Yas Queen? A Yas Queen. Oh, that's a good one. That's a sassy one. Well, she's um, sassy. Yes. I, I Sasha Fierce. Reserve. Yes. I, Is that her alter ego? Mm. Yeah. Oh, Carrie, you should do your <laughs> alter ego. <laughs> oh, I bet you're going to tell me what it is, are you? Sasha Mild. Hi, <laughs> Vickers. We both um, we both went to the gym this morning. Separate gyms. I just because we came in and said we were feeling good because we went to the gym. Do you know what happened when I went to the gym today? I bet you it wasn't what happened at my gym. At my gym, the lady that owns mm-hmm. my gym, I think, is in labour at the moment. I got trained really? by her hubby while she was at home labouring. <laughs> Is that fine to leave them labouring? I think she wanted him gone, to be honest. <laughs> he says he gets very emotional and, and I'm like, yeah, you're going to be a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> Go to work. Anyway. Imagine if he came back and she just had the baby. Like she's just like, yeah, oh, you were going to be too much trouble. I've done it. No, they're beautiful. Good luck to them. But no, I'm guessing that's not what happened to you at your gym no. session this morning. I walked into the gym mm. and it's just a gym at a hotel, so it's not huge. And there's just one guy on a treadmill, right? And he's just kind of moping along. And I've started to go and get some weights out. And I just hear this. Oh, no. Oh, that wouldn't be good for you. <laughs> and I thought, oh, is he hocking up a loogie? And then... <laughs> he had his headphones in, and I Jesse's thought, I don't, it. yeah, I don't. I thought I don't reckon he knows how loud oh, he's been. Of course, I was on the phone, like on my headphones, and my friend, because she goes, "Is someone hocking up a loogie in the background?" And I'm like, "Yep." And I'm waiting for this dude to spit inside because he's like, <laughs> "Oh, stop!" <laughs> what was he going to oh, do Jesus with it God. when he got it? I don't know, but then he started coughing so loud. Oh. Right? And then he was blowing, he was, as he's running on a treadmill, he pulls a hanky out of his pocket and he blows his nose into the the gym. gym. I know. He blows his nose. still using hankies? Yes. Who's got a hanky is a great point. He blows his nose in the hanky, puts it back in his pocket. And then I, um, I thought I'll just let him know that I'm here because I reckon he thinks (laughs) there's no one behind him. And that's why he's doing this with reckless abandon. So I went around the side and I waved to him and he took out his headphones and he goes, yeah. And I said, I was just wondering how long you're going to use the treadmill for. And he goes, oh, another 20 minutes, but there's another two right next to it. And I said, oh, sorry, I didn't see those. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then, there's only like three treadmills in the place. It's a tiny gym. And I thought, well, that will shut him up. And then, oh, sure enough, I go back and I try and put my music on loud and oh. still my headphones are at max and still I'm just listening to a bit of Drake while in the background is, ah! 
<laughs> oh, you no, have to stop that. that oh my god, he's gone. Stop. Is he? I think it's too much. It's too much. I'm sorry. Ooh. You okay there, Matt? I wouldn't have lasted no. in that gym this morning. You should never go well, again. I had to I leave. Hey, never go again. That's reason enough to never go back to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was easy to get out of. Just babs and vaping. Carry and Tommy. Yes, that is where you're at for your Thursday afternoon. Huge show on the way tomorrow as Ooh. we hear Tommy attempt to wing walk, something he's always wanted to do. Mm. It is an incredible feat, but there was a lot of things that had to be done before you could try and take mm. to the skies. And there was a little <laughs> a little hiccup. A big, a big um, hiccup? Well, a big hiccup, but little being you, because your name's mm. Tommy Little. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. yes, big being your That's size true. at the moment. Um, yes. That meant the pilot was a little bit concerned about taking you up. Are you worried that we'll be flying like this because I'll be on one side? And you mean I'm flying on the side? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a problem. I've been thinking about that a lot. <laughs> am, I the, am I the heaviest wing walker you've had? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's not funny. <laughs> and we laugh, but it actually was a concern. Uh, you can mm. find out tomorrow uh, whether you wing walked or not, whether your weight did get in the way of your wing walking, um, yes. and see the epic video of you attempting to wing walk on our socials as well. All of that coming tomorrow. Up Very next, exciting. Though, we need to talk psychopaths. There's one okay. amongst us here. We're going to discuss it next. Is it you? Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Taylor Swift, anti-hero for your Thursday afternoon. It's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. How short do you have to be um, as a dude to be considered short? Ooh. Well, uh, Jesse and I are both genuine six-footers, so probably anything below that. <laughs> like, as in, obviously, Price is short and he would be what? Steve Four Price. foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's slightly bigger than a garden gnome. <laughs> he's not, but he's, he is. he's he's considered short. But I was going to what look you around. Mean he's this... considered short. <laughs> like, is he... He's short. Yes, that's what I mean. He's considered short. It's not <laughs> no, like he's a short. It's not like a, oh, is he short or not? You know, no, he's <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah. What officially? Hey, yeah, he's five foot two. Okay, so he's short. That's um, tiny. <laughs> Yeah, we've established his short. Um, but around the room, I was going to bring in the short men of the team, but I don't know if we've got any short men yeah, on the team. Web guy Eli is huge. Yeah, he's not yeah, what he's I'm tall. looking for. No. What about what about um what about producer Sammy? Producer well, Sammy, how tall are you, producer Sammy? Five foot ten and a half. Oh, you've got to get a half in there. <laughs> what about without the heels on? <laughs> because the reason I ask, because apparently, um, small man syndrome is an actual mm. thing. Like, you know, everyone says that people like mm. short men overcompensate um, yes. because they feel short. Apparently it's an actual thing. And a study has found that shorter people are more likely to be sociopaths and psychopaths. They did a study of 367 people and they uh, did this um, personality traits thing called dark triad or triad on them yeah. anyway yeah. um and it, and what they discovered is short people particularly men display mm. more of the characteristics characteristics like lack of remorse an inflated sense yeah. of self-importance and narcissistic tendencies apparently they're more antagonistic because they try and like offset the disadvantages yeah. they encounter due to their height because they're obviously obviously of, often not treated with respect or put down so they are more argumentative and antagonistic because they're fighting back yeah. yeah. So you're saying Price is a little psycho? 
<laughs> I mean, by his own admission, I reckon he'd say he was a little psycho. I haven't found <laughs> him manipulative, though. Apparently, um, short men no. often try to manipulate others to get them to, to do what they want them to. They tend to be callous or insensitive. Sammy's the opposite of all those things. He's so gentle. Hello. Yes. Hello. 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 That's, that's a psychopath when you Hello. know one when you hear one. Hello. Apparently, <laughs> though, they are more likely to be able to impress their romantic partners. Uh, that didn't work out too well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Got you in just for that. <laughs> Bye-bye. Here I was thinking you're a psychopath. God, you're disappointed. <laughs> little psychopath, though. Mm. Walking around. Just that's strange. See a short person out. Psychopath. Apparently men, statistically men more than women too. But aren't men statistically more often psychopaths than women as well? Mm. Is that the case? Known psychopaths. I, you know, the interesting, because I read the, the psychopath tests, the John, the Mark Ronson, Ronson John book. Ronson book. Sorry. Spit it out. Um, and it said <laughs> the, um, shut up psycho. And he said at the end of it, he's like, if you've ever wanted to know whether or not you're a psychopath. If you've simply asked yourself the question, am I a psychopath, what? you are not a psychopath. Oh, so oh because self-reflection and stuff like that. I was like, like I that. wonder if I'm a psychopath. And then it gets to the end because <gasps> at any point through in this book, you thought to yourself, am I a, a psychopath? Or, then you're not. or is he doing that to manipulate people into buying the book? And is he, he short? He's a psychopath. Is he short? He's a psychopath. Mm. Can we talk to some little psychos? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like if you are, if you know you're a psycho. So what do you? What height do you have to be under? What guys are you or girls? See limit at? I'll Got take both. both. Mm. But how how right, short? Do you, we what are we taking? Under five five. Let them decide. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. If you They're think you're a little psycho, yeah. <laughs> give us a call thirteen ten sixty. I want to talk to some psychos. Carrie yeah. and Tommy. The Chainsmokers and Coldplay, something just like this for your Thursday afternoon. On 131060, we want to talk to some little psycho. Yes, yeah, so you a little psycho call us because a new study yes. has revealed that short men are more likely to be psychopaths. Apparently short man syndrome is a thing. They have a lack of remorse, an inflated sense of self-importance and narcissistic tendencies. And we've got a full board of, of them. Do. <laughs> this is a young one, though. Liam, welcome. Hi, how are you? Are you a little narcissist? Are you a little uh, psycho? I myself, I'm not a narcissist though, um, but I have grown up with many and I've been surrounded by many in my whole life. Matt includes mm-hmm. my sister, she's about five foot. Um, <laughs> she's a little yeah, psycho, I, is she? Yeah, she is. Uh, my brother seems like a psycho as well. He's like, yeah. yeah are you I, I think, are you the I only non, non-psycho, Liam? Yeah, I must be. I'm six foot. But, um, yeah. you know... They, they both grew up screaming, kicking, punching. Um, I feel like my sister had to overcompensate as well by getting a six-foot-two boyfriend. How, are you, is your sister and brother short? Uh, well, I mean, I like to think my brother's short. He's about 5'10". That annoys him. Nah, it's, nah, it's not short, but it pisses him off that I'm tall and I'm younger. <laughs> Is this? Have you just called into rag on your brother and sister, <laughs> Liam? So. Yeah, basically. It's, that's a real, psych, it's a real psychopath thing to do. <laughs> do you feel bad about calling? <laughs> do you feel bad about calling Liam? Obviously not. No, psychopaths show no remorse. <laughs> Love it. How about Marshall? Great. Marshall, are you Marshall? Marshall, are you nah, a little psycho? Your show. It is your show. <laughs> Yeah, look, I don't think I am, Carrie, but people around me would probably um, beg to differ. Mm. Are you are you short, Marshall? Um, no, look, me and Price are your normal size. The rest of you are just freakishly large. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, How look, tall probably, are you, Marshall? 
five one. Right, and give us with tell heels us on. with heels on. <laughs> tell us about your personality. Um, look, I suppose I'd like to say I'm fifty years old, so I've been um, bullied, picked on, everything my mm. entire life, and all that's done given me a pretty thick hide. And my wife calls calls it a quick wit, but I would call it a smart mouth, I suppose. Carrie, it gets me in a fair bit of strike. Um, but look, really, none of those things really describe me, I don't think. I just don't tolerate idiots real well. That's yep. all. Marshall, um, you seem pretty funny. Uh, maybe um, share a gig or something? Or... <laughs> what do you share? You wanna, oh, you want to open? Oh no, your your phone's cutting out at exactly the oh, wrong time. Marshall, yeah, yeah. are you there? Going through, going through tunnels. <laughs> no, it really was cutting out. <laughs> oh no. Marshall, uh, do you Marshall. want to open for Tommy? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was worth the wait. Yeah. But look, no, I don't think that I don't think that study was accurate at all, but that's just me saying so. Yeah, great. Good on you, Marshall. Good to get your thoughts, Marshall. What about you, Renee? You were, so far, we've not actually spoken to any little psychos. I did think when I saw a full board, that's a lot of people that want to be a, a self-proclaimed psychopaths. But uh, mm. all of these are just dobbing in other people. Amelia. Oh, Renee. Who have you got, Renee, in your life that's a I, psycho? Well, my mum and sister would say that I'm a psycho. Um, mm. I don't identify as psychos. <laughs> I identify as... Assertive. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Women like you, Renee, have ruined my life in the past. Oh. I'm sure I've got some exes that would agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see myself as. I mean, I'm five foot one, so you're a pocket rocket, Renee. Mm. I've I've been called a chihuahua oh. in the past. But Why? I just see it. Well, well, have you no, heard I, I the studies asking. about chihuahuas and guarding their owners? Oh, no. They're usually the most aggressive. Chihuahuas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have been known to punch holes in walls. <laughs> okay, you still could turn on that. Carrie and Tommy. Post Malone and Mark Morrison. Such oh, and Sick Kick. That is Cooped Up, Return yeah. of the Mac. And guys, with Bridgestone Select Tire and Auto, you can go with confidence. Yes. A leaking car is never good, but most people don't know why their car is leaking or what it is. And so they give you a video explaining it all. And then, you know, if it happens to a mate or if it happens years down the track, you're like, oh, I know what this is. And you can trust them. And go Bridgestone. with confidence. You can go with confidence. That's exactly right. Because, hey, um, yesterday... Are you doing your new life with confidence? Well, yesterday I mentioned that I've got a few vices mm. at the moment. What about my weakness? I'm totally addicted to... Vaping in kebabs. Oh, wow, wow. For the last, I reckon, three weeks, I've eaten either a kebab, a serva, or a um, or a euros every night. And, Do you um, vary up um, whether it's like chicken or pork or? Well, the ones around the corner from where I'm staying at the moment, they have, I either get chicken on combo or the other night I did get an AB. So that's like meat on the chips instead. Um, melted and then cheese they toast and it and they put cheese in it. Yeah, yeah. it's real good. It's real good. Why would anyway, you give that what? up? Because I'm fat. Tonight, <laughs> tonight, last night was the first night in about three weeks where I haven't had one. 
Thank you. One clap. Well done. Yeah, the crowd did it. You know what they say? Yeah. Takes one night to create a habit. Yes. <laughs> Takes one but night I... to lose 10 kilos. <laughs> yeah. 30 days I think you've got to do that for before that's a habit. I should have also mentioned I did have two lasagnas at about a week. Oh. But still pretty so good. still a fatty fat, fat, fat. <laughs> Yes. Hey, Bickers, mm. up next. Um, well, we're pointing out others' faults. Uh, it's been brought to my attention that perhaps in one aspect of your game, you've been slipping, bro. Ooh. You'll find out what it is next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Across the country, the Savo, it's Carrie and Tommy. Um, Bickers, how are you? Um, how are you feeling? Good. Thank you. Yeah. Today, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yesterday I did mention um, that you used to be the most trusted source of news in the country. And how, how did that make you feel? Um, I wasn't sure if you were being serious or not. Um, I assumed you were mocking me. No, I wasn't. What you, you, don't, you, you don't think for a, a huge chunk of a lot of people's lives, you have been the, the woman that people have turned to on TV, their trusted, knowing, um, heartfelt source of news. For the sake of the slap down you're about to give me, um, I'm going to go along with you to help you out. Yes. <laughs> well, it's so funny because after the show, I did what I always do, which is I, um, I walked the streets yesterday yep. and I spoke to people. I got their feelings. I got their thoughts. And I also went through all of our correspondence um, at Carrie to- Tommy Show if you do want to leave, um, leave some thoughts. And I thought maybe I shouldn't, instead of just keeping them to myself, I will bring them to you. It's time for Bickmore's Bits in Review. So a lot of people have said, what's going on with Carrie? And how much jazz cabbage is she actually smoking? (laughs) And so I thought, I don't know if this is just speculation or the rumour mill. And the last thing I want to do is add to it. So let's get some cold, hard facts. And so I dug back through the archives and I, um, I got some of Bickmore's Bits from this time. Last year. Would you like to hear them? Yeah. Liverpool has been announced as the chosen city to hold the next Eurovision. Video games have been developed for our four-legged friends. These are awesome. Look at what appeared in 1977 at Elvis's last gig. To do with the hormone regulation, mental health and physical health for men too. It's actually not actually about the intimacy. It's about what it does for your mind and body. Now, I tell you what, that had everything. Yeah, it showed range. It's it's awesome. Professionalism. That trusted mm. news source. Yes, I hear what you're saying, nation. and I agree. Actually, I'm yes. on board now. That's what I Thanks, was. Because what am I now? What am I now? And then people have just been saying, "Hey, since she stopped <laughs> doing the project, do you think her passion for journalism and reporting the cold hard facts of the news has died?" And I said, "I don't think so. I mean, I might be biased, but I think she's at the top of her game and as good as she's ever been." And so I got Jez, our audio producer, to just cut up a few. Bits of what Big Moore's bits have been like from the last week. So compared to this time last year, I don't know if we'll be able to tell any distinct difference. But should we have a listen just to see? Tell me, I made some notes here that I wanted to bring yeah. um, to you, mm-hmm. and I've just got written down thirty-one thousand. What do you reckon that's about? back in June? He revealed that he um, was. Nope, I've already said this. <laughs> It is, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> visiting Disneyland 500 days a year. Yep. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, your gut can't digest. <laughs> yeah. What is, could you tell the difference? I mean, 
I think I'm pretty happy with that version of me. I think that version of me is a bit more entertaining. As long as you're having fun. We don't need to. We've got enough sources of news. That said, do you want to have another crack and bring us Bickmore's bits I next? would love to. Carrie and Tommy. Bit of TLC for your Thursday afternoon. It's no scrubs. It's Carrie and Tommy for okay, the Okay, I'm going to try and do a good job with this next segment. Okay. 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 Try we'll my see. hardest. She's back. It's time for Bickmore's Bits. Here we go now. I'm going to tell you all about Ed Sheeran in a minute because he's revealed yes. that he had one of the toughest year, years of his life last year mm. and he's told us all about it, which I will tell you about in a sec. But first of all, if you're on Love TikTok and you're on it for hours a day, the social media mm-hmm. platform is changing the rules so that eight, under 18s can't yeah. be on it for more than one hour a day. Yeah. They said yeah. that the 60-minute scrolling limit will kick in as soon as you reach 60 minutes. And th- I mean, like, this is the little you catch just say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's not binding. It just says to you at no. the 60-minute thing, do oh. you want to keep scrolling or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But they say that sometimes all it takes is a bit of self-reflection to make you go, ooh, I've been on it you know too long. Get, you know how you get cut off at a bar? Imagine at the bar if they just said, yeah. hey, you've had a bit. Would you like to keep drinking? You're just like, absolutely. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a start. It's a start. Okay. Is it? it is. I think it is. I think just it saves us as parents going, you've been on it too long. Get off it. Anyway. It is hard to scroll past go. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a good thing to kick on, isn't it? The 60-minute mark, just me yelling Should at Should we just son. upload TikToks of you for everyone to see going, this is enough. <laughs> and if you're not on TikTok but you're on Be Real, not for much longer it seems. Apparently one of the most popular apps for Gen Z is already oh. losing its charm. So if you don't know what Be Real is, it's where I think users post like a once a day, a little um, shot. What? <laughs> You're not the best to explain what, if you don't know Doesn't what Be Real is. Doesn't it give you a two-minute window each day where it flashes up and says, quick, take a picture of what you're doing Something right like now? Something Producer Sammy has used it a few times. Anyway, it's about to be meant to be about your authentic self. No, I, I was going to say I was on it for about a month and then got off. So I was okay. Why did you get off it? Uh, no, actually, why did you get off it? Because everyone's ditching it and I want to know why. Because uh, my ex got on it. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That might not okay. be everybody else's reason. <laughs> Everybody's ditching it for the same but reason. But apparently all the reasons that people loved it at first, because it was so real and you couldn't filter and you couldn't do mm. all these things, is one of the reasons they think people are maybe ditching it because the new world likes We tried real and we were like, no, no, no thank you. let's not be real. <laughs> Speaking of being real, Ed Sheeran has been very real as he's launched his new album, Subtract. Um, which is coming out, and he's talked about how this song isn't from Subtract, but this ah, is good, Ed Sheeran. Good stuff from me. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. No, he spoke about he's obviously been quiet on social media for a while, and I don't know if you remember, I think last month he said he was back on after a tough time, and no one really mm. knew what had been going on for him. And he's um, posted um, this sort of excerpt from a diary note that he made in February last year in which he talks about how for a decade he's been working on this album, Subtract, a decade. But yet mm-hmm. uh, in the space of a week he replaced an entire decade's worth of work um, for his new album with all of his deepest, darkest thoughts. He said within the space of a month his pregnant wife got told she had a tumour with no route to treatment until after she had 
her baby. So until after the birth, they couldn't do anything about it. His best friend, Jamal, who he says is a brother to me, died suddenly. And he said, and I found myself standing in court defending my integrity and career as a songwriter. Remember, we had to go face, we spoke to him around that time and it was such a tough time for him. He said he was spiraling through fear, depression and anxiety. He said, I felt like I was drowning, head below the surface, looking up, but not being able to break through the air. And he said he didn't feel like as an artist he could credibly put out a whole body of work that he'd been working on that didn't accurately represent where he was now and he needed to express himself at a, at a different, in a different way. And he said this album is purely that it's opening the trap door into my soul is how he describes it. So, yeah, a huge journey for Ed Sheeran. He is here in Australia at the moment. You might yes. be going to see him in concert. I think tomorrow night he's playing to the biggest um, crowd we've ever had at a concert in Australia. Mm. I think he's in Melbourne playing to like 107,000 people. Amazing. So I think even an, an excerpt like that from a diary, the influence it's going to have on people that are also having a tough time at the moment. So good on you, I Ed, agree. and all the best. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. That is where you're at for your Thursday afternoon. And if you have missed any of the show and want to catch up, download the listener app and check out the Carrie and Tommy podcast. Just as well, you've joined the show now, right in time for family cloth chat. If you're wondering what family cloth chat is. Growing up, did you, um, I mean, I use toilet paper, but I was just interested. Did your family use a family cloth? Oh, my God. No. (laughs) No. No, no one's family used a family cloth. Ugh. This mum has gone online and oh, spoken no, about no, how her family. No, thanks. <laughs> her, no, no, it's actually not as gross as it sounds, right? So she cut up an old checkered shirt. <laughs> flannel. <laughs> into little cloths, flannel shirt, oh into my cloths. God. And she says they have a bidet. And so a bidet. A <laughs> bidet. <laughs> You're going to buy that house? Oh, oh bidet. bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, she said her family um, washes down with the bidet, obviously, so she gets rid of most of the muck. Oh, and then most. they use oh, the family cloth to wipe the excess. Why didn't they get have, have a cloth, cloth each? Yeah, yeah so she yeah. does it. It's a whole She shirt. said there's no reusing of the cloth in the one session, so it then goes in the wash like laundry does. Oh, and then it gets so, <laughs> so they're not sharing the family cloth Ugh. in one session. It's not like there's one cloth for the day. You know what I mean? You use it and then you put it in the wash. Yeah. Just more washing for mama. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just you think got... you should all take a moment to be thankful that you didn't grow up with the family cloth. It's all. <laughs> you know, you got all skid marks on your T-shirt. Stinky, yeah. <laughs> Hey. Hey. <laughs> Carrie and Tommy. Driving you home this afternoon, it is Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. Now, if you ever wondered what it would be like to be a guy in your 30s going about your life happy and healthy and uh, one day you wake up and discover uh, that you have a brain tumour and your life is going to be changed forever. Our next guest knows uh, this experience all too well and is on a mission to make sure no one else has to have that lived experience. He joins us now. Andrew, Welcome. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, before we get into the incredible thing that you are doing and uh, your your reasons and your motivation, take us back to that day two years ago when you first um, were diagnosed. Yeah, it was a pretty incredible day, I guess, for all the wrong reasons. It was one of those things where I'd been called into a specialist office to, to see him in person having done a bunch of scans uh, the previous few days and weeks. And I just basically ducked out of work and, and told people that I'd be back in, in an hour and sort of went to the, the rooms and 
was sat down and, and told that I had a tumor on my brain the, the size of a billiard ball, which was obviously one of those things that, yeah, having up until that point lived a, a very happy and healthy life, a very rude shock to, to, to deal with all of a sudden. It's one of those things where people say that their, their life changes mm. in an instant. And I think I've definitely lived that experience, which is, yeah, something that's you never really forget that. Andrew, I, I mean, I don't think anybody expects this diagnosis, but um, it sounds like when you said, you know, I'd be back in an hour, this isn't the news you were, you even thought was on the cards. No, I think I, I certainly went into that with some level of hope, optimism, and probably a bit of naivety. Yeah, being, being there and, and hearing that news alone was certainly oh. challenging. And I think, I mean, it was one of those sort of comical moments where, my doctor told me that in those situations, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to to tell people. So he offered to call call anyone that, that I wanted. So I, I asked him to call my parents and obviously both of them didn't pick up because they're paranoid about private numbers. <laughs> so it was one of those those weird things. And then I sort of got to the point, I was like, don't worry, I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell them. So I, I went back down to, to the car and Obviously, then everything hit me and I, I called my dad and just basically couldn't speak and he thought I was with my brother playing a prank on him. Oh. So he, he was on the other side of the phone saying, oh, come on, Andrew, like what's going on? Like I don't have time for your, your silly business. And then I could hear my mum in the background says, is that Andrew? He was getting his results today. So then oh. obviously the, the penny dropped and yeah, he realised that I wasn't playing a prank on him, that I literally was so overcome with emotion that... I couldn't talk, and and that was challenging. I don't think anyone, um, unless they've been through it themselves, can understand what that moment is like having a doctor um, discuss your life and your future, often in such clinical ways, because that's what that's the way they often communicate, and they have to share the news with you. But you're talking about someone's life. For you, what was the diagnosis you were given, and how were you given that news, Andrew? What did they say to you? So it was all quite rushed. So. And they didn't actually know exactly what the tumour was until I was put into surgery sort yeah. of two weeks later and, and then they resected it. And it was it came back as a, a grade two glioma. You went through um, hell in the months after that surgery. Um, can you sort of paint the picture a bit, what it's like to recover from brain cancer surgery? You basically go into hospital as a, a healthy, happy 32-year-old and, and you come out as very sick, frail weak person and you basically have to start from from scratch and I sort of had to do six months of quite intense physio and, and my speech was affected so I had to do speech pathology and worked very closely with a, an occupational therapist just to sort of get me back up to a level where where I could function and even for me I think just getting out of hospital and and my sensory perception was so affected that I couldn't sort of look at a screen or like a TV or a phone for about two months. So I was basically just living in this very small world outside of any external stimuli where you, you're basically just with your thoughts and also a lot of pain. I think, funnily enough, I, I used to have this, this joke that I would play through my head constantly. And I think a lot of people wouldn't probably get the reference if they're not cricket fanatics like, like myself. But there was this instance in one of the Ashes tests a couple of years ago where Nathan Lyon dropped a ball to to run out Ben Stokes that would have won Australia the match. And I used to always say to myself, 
no matter how bad I'm, I'm feeling now, at least I'm not as feeling as bad as Nathan Lyon was in that moment. <laughs> hey, Andrew, you've um, you, you you're raising money for um something that our uh, our listeners will know very well. Carrie's been for brain cancer, her foundation, and um, you've come a long way since that um that time you just mentioned there. And what are you doing to raise money? Because it's a bit nuts. Yes, yeah, so I'm raising money by hiking the Overland Track in Tasmania, which is a six-day, 78-kilometre hike through one of the most pristine areas in Australia, if not the whole world. So I'll be doing it by myself and camping and, and basically taking everything that I'll need for the week on my back. How far uh, – sorry, how much are you wanting to raise, Andrew? What's your goal? What are we trying to get to? Well, my first goal was actually $10,000, which I was blown away by the support that I got, which I hit that mark within 24 hours. So I decided to just wow. stretch the goal to $32,000, which 32 being a significant number as the age that I was when I was diagnosed. I think a lot of people wonder, um, you know, whether donation, one single donation can make a difference um, for something like brain cancer, an illness that is underfunded and under-researched, and it can because collectively, you know, all it takes is, you know, uh, a new trial beginning that unlocks, uh, you know, the key to how um, brain cancer begins or the best form of treatments, and then all of a sudden that unlocks a whole, um, you know, period of, of research change, and I think that we've seen that with other cancers and we are on the cusp of seeing that with brain cancer. We're doing some trials at the moment that... Um, will hopefully be life-changing. So I think if you're listening to Andrew's story and you're feeling yourself like you're in a happy and healthy spot, you never know what tomorrow holds. And if you can, jump online. Uh, we'll put the link on our socials and get behind Andrew. Um, it's very easy to talk about and much harder to put things into action like Andrew's doing. Um, you're amazing, Andrew. Good luck with the the hike. I'm sure the, the week on your own um, will be nothing on what you've been through so far. So you've got it. We're, we're behind you and you'll be great, I'm sure. Thanks so much, guys. Follow Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little on socials at Carrie Tommy Show. Carrie and Tommy are about to go with confidence out the studio door and into their cars. And on the way home, they'll probably pass one of the hundreds of locally or family-owned and operated Bridgestone Select Tire and Auto stores across Australia, which means there's one right around the corner. Bridgestone Select Tire and Auto. Go with confidence. Bye.